The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums! What's up? It's Joe from Offensive Points. Can you guys believe that we are two months and three weeks away from week one kickoff? That's kind of Unbelievable. crazy. Yeah. I mean, camp news is going is coming, Joe. It's coming yeah. for us. Your drafts are coming up real soon. Just saying. And it's coming up fast, but don't worry because we got you covered here at the IDP Army. Check out our YouTube. We'll we always post the recaps of our previous shows. So you can check it out and kind of look at those. Check out the Dynasty and IDP Index and swing by and pick up a fresh possum shirt from our Etsy store. Today, we are taking a deep dive into the AFC South. As always, I'm here with my cohorts, Josh and Billy. You can follow them at Josh Hall and at Ombre Vendor. And today, we have Jordan in the studio, and you can follow him at 50 Shades of Drunk. We are going to bring you all our sizzling takes on the AFC South, and we got a little bit of news here to kick it off. So, Billy, what kind of news you got for us today? Wow, we're jumping right into the news. I love Wait, time right out, time out. I feel like I get to talk before Billy usually. Oh, um, so are we just going to have Jordan for like ever now? Yeah. Or is this? Okay, no, probably not forever. At least for these team previews, though. I think that that's kind of what we decided. So we wouldn't have two different, you know, shows covering the kind of the same stuff. Because it's that time of year where we all, you know, you're kind of setting the foundation for what we're thinking. So it makes sense for us to all get together and at least hash out our thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, maybe, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to swamp. You know, come in here and steal all y'all's thunder. You guys got a good thing going. So, but thanks I for just, letting me come on. I just feel like I can't Welcome. say as much with the boss here. You know, yeah, like, it's kind of intimidating. Know, have the that's boss probably here, for the know? best, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. Yeah, don't no, I, I feel like I'm a pretty easygoing you know? guy, but it's many Josh thoughts. That's probably for the best. Yeah, it's probably okay. it's probably for everyone's best. Well, let's talk some news. So we'll briefly get through this, then we'll jump into the previews because we don't want this to be a two hour long pod. But some. Interesting rumors coming across this week. We'll start with the first one that seems a little bit more likely than the second one, but the first one is that Carolina Panthers are apparently making a heavy push for Baker Mayfield. How is this going to impact Carolina? Joe, what do you think? I love it. I love it. I don't like it for my Matt Corral shares, but uh, we'll get there later. Um, Sam Darnold is not made for the NFL. Maybe he's a good backup. Maybe he holds a clipboard real well. But we saw how his performance affected the entire team last year. Mayfield arriving there automatically puts the wide receivers back in play. We might start seeing something out of the tight ends. You know, Tommy Tremble, he looked pretty good last year. And if we can get a competent quarterback to throw the ball to them, that would be awesome. Robbie Anderson's talking about retiring. Maybe if they get, they'll keep him if they get Mayfield there. DJ Moore has underperformed through the second through long stretches of previous seasons, but. With a competent quarterback, again, he could actually have value. So I like it. I think it helps the whole team out. They need to get that deal done immediately and not look back. I kind of agree. I mean, you can't get any worse than the quarterbacks that they have. Um, not saying Baker's leaps and bounds ahead, but, I mean, it, he's at least – he he plays with a chip on his shoulder, so you know you're going to get his best, you know what I'm saying, or at least him trying his best. Um, he's not going to like, I feel like Sam Darnold is like a, 
part of his problem is he's self-defeating. You know what I mean? Like he won't even let himself get to that mental place where maybe he could be good in the NFL. Whereas <clears throat> Baker probably still thinks if you ask him straight to his face, he'd probably tell you he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think putting him in that situation with Christian McCaffrey, not that again, not that Nick Chubb was a slouch as a runner, but giving him a team where it's not a Baker Bayfield centric team where, you know, the team has been functioning essentially without a quarterback for fucking five years now. Um, Baker Mayfield slide him in there. We could see some things. They've been building that defense. I agree. Uh, we just need McCaffrey to stay healthy. DJ Moore is one of the best receivers, like you said, underperforms. But um, I think it would be the best situation for Baker to land in, and I think it would make for good football this year. So I, I like it. We'll just have to see if it, how it pans out. Yeah, that, that news was pretty shocking, honestly. I, Seattle has just been tied to him so much, and I still don't know what Seattle's going to do with quarterback, especially if Baker goes to Carolina. But I have to agree. I think that uh, this is a good fit for Baker. Uh, there's a re- replacement in the future. I think Carolina, you know, Sam Corral maybe can learn a little bit from Baker. Um, I, like I have said many times, I'm not a huge Baker fan. But I don't think he's great. But the Sam Darnold experiment is over. Um, his first career pass was an interception, or I think it was a pick six, and I don't think it's going to get any better. So I think it's just he's going to be a backup quarterback. He's going to be that Chase Daniel for guys, and I think he'll be a great backup quarterback. But unfortunately, it's uh, pretty much the end for Sam Darnold, and I think that Baker would actually make a great fit here. And with Christian McCaffrey healthy, they're a playoff team, you know, so. I agree. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much I agree with that. NFC is weak, so I think there is a chance. But they're they're, st- they're, they're players with a actual quarterback and McCaffrey healthy all year. Baker is a steadying enough uh, presence where he could do that. I, I think I think that Carolina should or want to have in Baker coming there is that he plays with the same chip that Cam played with. I mean, he's not Cam's talent, obviously. I'm not making that comparison, but the same like Moxie chip on the shoulder type of quarterback i think both of those guys are kindred spirits in that way so i think that the carolina fan base would very much like that and i noticed that robbie anderson who at first said he would never want to play with baker mayfield has already started kind of walking back some of those comments saying like well he doesn't know him oh it's not exactly what i meant but yada yada so i think this i think this is going to happen pretty pretty soon it's the money that's the problem it's the 18 mil he's due this year it's going to be tough to uh carve out that money i'm sure for carolina but if they trade sam darnold they gotta pay it the only shocking thing here is that carolina is actually trying to improve their quarterback spot (laughs) i think matt rule finally understands how hot his seat is but yeah i don't know i think if this trade does get done um you have to like don't don't be so stoked on DJ Moore. Don't immediately vault him back to the, you know, top six or twelve of wide receivers. I think Baker's experience with uh, the top receiver has not been the best. So I'm not. I'm this not, will be his best receiver. He's played oh with. for one hundred percent. But at the There's same time, Marshall breakout season coming. That's to definitely in the cards. He love dude Baker. If, if he. If there's one thing that Baker Mayfield loves, it's not the star receivers on the team. It's the third guy on the roster, which is Terrence yeah. Marshall in this case. I could definitely see that coming. Okay, let's move on to number two because this one's a little bit more out there, but uh, and it might be a contract play, but we're still going to talk about it. Um, the Colts are apparently eyeing Terry McLaurin from the Commanders right now as a possible trade target. Uh, I will note Ron Rivera came out today and said that this is not happening. They are not trading Terry McLaurin. So do we think that this is just a simple Terry McLaurin wants a bigger contract? So his agents leveraging like the Colts or the Colts actually going to try to make an all-star move for Terry McLaurin. I mean, the Colts should absolutely make that move, but I don't think that it's on the table. I think that Washington wants to get something done. They know they don't have much past Terry McLaurin on the depth chart. I mean, they got a couple guys, but they're not set at a wide receiver one without Terry McLaurin. So I don't think it happens, but Curtis you know, Samuel breakout, baby. It's finally happening. Crazier wide receiver moves have happened this year. So I can't say that it's not happening. Third year's the charm. Exactly. It's always the third Curtis, year breakout. Man. Curtis Samuel. Well, this is, his, this is his third breakout year. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had yeah, a third yeah. year breakout three years ago. So, yeah. You know. Um, Every three years, man. As far as McLaren's concerned, I mean, I I don't 
it doesn't mean anything to me until something happens. You know, they have Michael Pittman, who everybody seems to rant and rave about, but it's like, I just don't get it with him at all. Um, never done anything special from what I've seen. I saw him make, actually, that's a lie. I saw him have two decent looking plays last year. I won't lie. I saw two. Um, I feel like that would just be such a shot in the heart to Michael Pittman. But if, but it's like, how exactly, how could they do that in a four, you know I mean? This will be his third year, right? So he's going to be coming up for a contract next. I mean, like they didn't come out the, like one year later than McLaren. So they have two players who are supposed to be alpha receivers. That's what we've been told. You know, putting them on the same team within a year of each other on a team that has a janky. I mean, I love Matt Ryan, but he's I mean, he's a, he's he's a fill-in he's on that big Ben Roethlisberger lifestyle right now where it's like it's I, just hate, I almost hate watching him play because I don't want to see him get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like everything looks like it hurts. Like he just even walking on the field looks painful. Um, and they have so many good defensive players. You know, Darius Leonard just got paid. Um, they have other needs too. Car Willis just retired today. So I don't know if it would be prudent to to bring in a guy of Terry McLaurin's caliber unless you actually were going to make a run for it this year. And I think that Terry McLaurin, I don't know if he's the piece that's really going to get you there. That I think they're sense. making the run though, right? Okay. They're absolutely making the run. They have to make the run. I we'll mean, go they, through we'll go through this yeah. when we get to NFC East previews, but like Terry McLaurin has had no quarterback throw to him. So Matt Ryan is actually an improvement on the majority of his quarterbacks that he's had throw to him. So personally, I think Wentz is an improvement on the quarterbacks that he's had throw to him at this point. So Terry McLaurin is cheap for what he could be. And I'm not saying it's not only the quarterback's fault, but like Terry McLaurin is one of the most undervalued wide receivers and the skill is there. The quarterback has not been. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay, well, we'll get more into this when we get to the Colts, because today we are talking about the AFC South in our division previews. Um, The first team we're going to get to is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Josh, take it away. Hey, he got it right this week. We're proud of you, Bill. Um, (laughs) We wrote it down real nice and nice and simple for him. Thank God. Uh, So the Jaguars uh, last year, three and 14, not uh, not a a year they want to remember. Um, they did, uh, get a new head coach, uh, Mr. Dougie P Doug Peterson replaces, uh, urban Meyer. Um, that's one of the team's losses. Yeah. It's buddy. been a while since you that did that on purpose. That, that'll be a fun edit. Yeah. buddy. <laughs> and we just lost money on Jaguars. All right. Anyway. Um, so some of that notable ads here, uh, let's get to the losses first. The, the guy who made the button happen, uh, and then DJ Chark, uh, that's probably the biggest loss here. Uh, Tyler Eifert, Carlos Hyde, and then they traded CJ Henderson last year in the middle of the season, kind of early season. Um, nothing too bad. Honestly, they had more wins than they had losses here. So let's, I kind of got to break their ads down to offense and defense, um, and kind of O-line. So offense, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, um, we know that Christian Kirk uh, caused the whole contract dispute with wide receivers, a little bit of an overpay um, and the wide receiver market hasn't been the same since, uh, but they did kind of nickel and dime their way to a decent roster uh, over on the defensive side. Uh, Foisade Olakan, that's my best bet or best Ola chance Kuhn, was Olakun uh, was their other big signing. And then Brandon Sheriff and Cam Robinson on the offensive line. Uh, all good moves, honestly. Um, Zay Jones was cheap. Evan Ingram was relatively cheap. Kirk was a little expensive. I don't know if Olakun, after 196 tackles, I think he's worth every dollar that you pay him. Um, and then Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd in the draft. So boosted up the defense a little bit. All technically linebackers, I think. Uh, although Trayvon Walker, I'm sure, is going to play defensive line somehow. So um, just getting into the nitty-gritty of this, I fantasy-wise... Not a huge fan of this team. I mean, there is some diamonds in the rough, but you're not, there's no top 10 players. Um, there's not really any top 10 of any position. Um, the one person, I guess, to say is undervalued here uh, would be Etienne, who's kind of the only top uh, player in the top 80. Uh, he's currently running back 25, um, running, and so he's going at overall about 60. So he's going right in between Damian Harris, Miles Sanders, and some AJ Dillon sprinkles in there. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking the value, um, out of the three, four of those guys, I'm going to take, 
I'm going to take my guy Etienne here. I mean, I, Miles Sanders is obviously, you know, you know, I could make this about the Eagles, but I'm trying not to. Um, but Etienne is the best player fantasy-wise for this team. Um, my biggest undervalue, undervalue is James Robinson, though. Uh, the running back 25 from last year uh, is at running back 50 from this year. So, uh, yes, there's an injury there, but I'd be buying him in around the 12th round uh, fantasy in a fantasy draft. Personally, it's just a no-brainer to me. You can ride your IR for your, for a few weeks, see if the Jaguars have a team here. I mean, they did add a lot of talent on the offensive side, so I would be pretty excited about that. Um, getting into the wide receiver room, I, I don't love it, but it's uh, a little bit more exciting than it was last year, I guess, with Christian Kirk basically replacing DJ Chark. I don't know. I don't know. how I, I got to know what you guys feel about Christian Kirk, but let me just kind of sum these up. ADP for uh, Chenault is about 200. Uh, Marvin Jones is about 170. Christian Kirks is about 90. So we're getting working backwards here. Wide receiver 40, 70, and 90. Um, I think Chenault's the best buy here, um, just sleeper-wise. Um, you can get him at the end of a draft. Uh, the current value is just phenomenal. Uh, and you have to imagine Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than this. Um, but <laughs> I can't really say he's going to. So currently QB 18 for Trevor Lawrence. He was QB 15 going into his rookie year. So the fact that he's sliding even with this better roster, quote unquote. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about this offense? We'll get into the defense in a second. Billy? I kind of like it. I mean, I, I know that like last year was kind of a throwaway year because of the coach they had. But I think this coming year – there's, I don't know. There's just something I like a little bit more about Trevor Lawrence. I feel like he's finally going to actually be used um, to what his advantages are. I don't mind Christian Kirk being on my team. James Robinson's very undervalued. I think Etienne is a massive undervalued. I feel like a lot of people, since he didn't play last season, aren't going to draft him as high. I think if you got him, I know this is this is a little bit of a stretch. I understand, but like if you got him at like the like twelve first pick of the second round like that back-to-back flip in a snake draft i feel like you would be okay i feel like that would be the kind of thing that you would want to do at that spot when you know you're not going to get to draft again for you know 24 picks or whatever so i I don't know i kind of like the team to be honest with you it's they're not going to win a lot i don't think probably six or seven that's probably six-ish wins but that's a good it's a decent team Doug Peterson is an upgrade and I think Etienne's the most interesting piece here, but I'm still not sold on. I wouldn't draft him that high. I like where his ADP is at 60. I'm sure it will go up. I'm sure it'll probably be more around like 45 ish fourth round. That sounds about more like it, but I'm not like reaching for him. You know what I mean? There's some running backs ahead of him. He has Matthew Berry bump written all over him. Just saying like he's one of those guys where he is going to get the Matthew Berry bump in August when they start breaking down and be like, you know, a player that not a lot of people are talking about, Travis Etienne. I think that'll be skyrocket. Honestly, he's probably going to say it just like that too. And honestly, your Matthew Berry voice is pretty spot on. I know. I need to work on it a little bit, but it's it's about that way, about about that good. I'm going to buy the Matthew Berry bump there. <clears throat> Absolutely, 100. percent Travis Etienne. I don't think I'm more aggressively targeting any player this year than Travis Etienne. They vacated 173 targets from last year. We know what he did in college. Catch all those. It's ridiculous. If you want a PPR running back who's going to be an absolute stud, I mean, think about the garbage time production you're going to get out of this team. They're playing the Titans twice a year. They're going to put up some points. They're playing the Colts twice a year. They're putting up some points. And with that schedule and everything, I think he catches – he might catch 80 balls. I'm a huge fan of him. And if you get him at the first pick of the second round, pair him with the stud wide receiver, I think it's a hell of a way to go. First pick of the second Etienne. round? Christian Kirk. Yeah. First pick of the Etienne? second round, I'd take him. Tell me, man. Yeah, bump. absolutely. That is a terrible Matthew place. Barry You're not drafting, okay, You're not drafting there. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. All right. <laughs> oh, Kirk? No, no, no. No, I'm talking about Christian Kirk now because Josh said he didn't know how he feels about him. So, if so you're drafting Etienne class, over Nick Chubb? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I'll take, I'll take you that. You want to have that argument now. again? No, I would love to, but I just like you're saying for beginning <laughs> of the second round, you're gonna. Do I SCM. smell fireball on on yeah. this bet? Yeah, uh, six. So we're not putting six shots on anything. Six fireball on that. On what? 
Um, on that the- Etienne outscores Chubb in a PPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Done. Let's put it on there. Three, yeah. three shots. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump in here real quick. You know, I'm not really big on any of the offensive players from this team except for ETN. But like you said, his your I think the ADP you were looking at, I'm looking at a underdog ADP. He's like a running back 17. So, I mean, like you're going to have to take him as a, you know, that's a pretty high for a running back two area for a guy that is completely unproven at the NFL level. Um, and on a team that we know has Doug Peterson at the helm. So, I mean, what's he going to give him? 150 touches, you know, and say this is a full workload for my running backs. We, and I'm a little concerned there. Now, I don't want to downplay the talent. But on this team, offensively, there's pretty much no players except for him. Maybe that would be interested in. Um, receiver-wise, LaVisca didn't do anything last year. I'm definitely down on him. Kirk, I'm down on him. Um there's just really not a lot here offensively. Even Trevor Lawrence last year for supposedly being this generational quarterback was not very good. Uh, so he had so many single-digit games, and that's like that'll that'll ruin your whole season at the quarterback position if you have multiple, you know, single-digit games from your. I think quarterback. we're underrating how bad the coaching situation was there. That no, I I, I brought that up. I brought that up. I just I, I know just that say, coach like, didn't know who Aaron Donald was when he entered the NFL. Well, uh, Aaron Donald didn't know who Debo Samuel was when they went to the Super Bowl against him. I'm, or, or, I think or, that might have been joking, go but... Super Bowl against him, but you know, I mean, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, people don't know who other people are all the time. I don't mean anything to me. Um, <laughs> this is going to be defensively. An NFL this year, defensively, <laughs> I, I just okay. quickly want to harp on. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll get into defense. Don't. don't you've already you... been talking for like ten minutes, and we have four other teams to talk about. Three other welcome, teams to talk welcome about. to the Josh I've been experience. Here, I've been sitting here patiently. All right, Josh, give us the defensive rundown, and then I'll swing back around. I got to get back to Travis Etienne. Oh, Don't listen to Joe. I listen think he'll be good. He's coming you. off an injury. Doug Peterson is not known to run one guy. James Robinson comes back, and he gets half the workload. All right. I like how he coached for the coach for Philly, and suddenly he's the ex. The Doug When's Peterson. James Robinson expert? coming back December. I'm just letting you know like Etienne's no not getting the full workload. All right. Anyway, he's already running at camp. I just read oh, something. You can run. That. Can you get tackled? He's, he's James not, fucking Robinson. He's not going to be back. He's an undrafted there. dude with a new regime, and you got Travis Etienne there. He's got fresh legs. <laughs> Doug Peterson brought in Jordan it's Howard. Also All right, we're regime. done. Anyway, um, we'll get into the linebacker situation. Olukon, uh, I got. Uh, I was seeing him around linebacker Ola 15. Olukon, whatever. A uh, bit higher than I expected. Um, he was linebacker two last year, but going into the Jaguars, uh, I'm not sure where he ranks. I mean, he can play. I mean, it doesn't matter really what team he's on, but I, I don't think he's getting 200 tackles this year. Um, I think this was the best signing by Doug Peterson. Hopefully he had a hand in that one. Uh, Devin Lloyd, linebacker 20 uh, at the moment, I believe. And uh, I think we need to pump the brakes on rookie linebackers. Uh, not everyone's going to come in and be Micah Parsons. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, oh. I'm not. Ex- I, I, I just think Ola Kuhn will have a bigger role than Lloyd, and I think it's going to be hard for him. I think this is going to be more like a Arizona linebacker Isaiah Simmons coming in. Just not going to have the great rookie year. I think he'll. I'll do okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this is the the Jaguars Josh show. So, um, and then we got D line situation. Josh Allen. Uh, he is ranked a lot higher than I was expecting. Uh, 16 or so. Um, and I'm expecting great. What? He's a beast. I know. I just wasn't expecting him to be that high. I personally love him. I think he's going to be great. Best Josh Allen is awesome. Say, yeah. Some some people say. Uh, And then uh, Trayvon Walker should be on the other side. Although they got him as like a linebacker right now, I'm not really sure what they're doing with Trayvon Walker. Their depth chart's weird. Um, He's actually pretty low. He was uh, like D line forty, and. I still don't think he was worth the number one pick, but we'll no, see he, of, of course he wasn't. We don't even need to get into that, but God, it was an awful pick. I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. And then uh, Roy Robert Robertson Harris. I know this is a boy that Joe might like. Uh, I think this is just a person you take note of. Uh, he's not rated on like anything that I found, but um, if there's an injury or if, you know, he plays defensive tackle slot, uh, he could actually make some plays. He's been uh Pretty good defensive lineman over the years, but never like a solid situation thing. And then, honestly, defensive backs, don't worry about them. Uh, Andrew Wingard and Andre Sisco and uh, whoever the other guy is, Rayshon Jenkins, they're they're not worth it. I mean, it's good bench stash, but you're not – like Andre Sisco didn't really play last year. 
Andrew Wingard actually was defensive back like 41, 80 something tackles. It's not sexy, but like I, I'm just not worried about him. There's better safeties out there. Don't don't worry about the defensive backs. Honestly, the defensive backs are probably going to get burned a lot. So uh, stay with the linebackers and D line, in my opinion. Now you can have the floor, Jordan. Um, I was just I I, I um you know just ja- Josh Allen's the guy you want. I, I thought we were going in a circle. That's that's why it kind of threw me <laughs> off there. But uh, Josh Allen's the guy you want for the defensive line. Walker, I would completely avoid Clavon Chase on. I mean, they have you know a track record of taking spotty picks at that position, you know, another first rounder that's essentially just completely dead in the water. Um, so I wouldn't venture into that. As far as the linebackers go, I really do like Olakun. I think he's a guy you're going to want. Um, and then Lloyd, we'll just have to see. So that's kind of where I'm at. This team doesn't have a whole, whole lot really for that. We can feel confident in, unfortunately, in my opinion. I think we're pretty much all in agreement on this defensive. Yeah, front. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's agree. Well, one of the worst picks I've ever seen at first, uh, Trayvon Walker. I just ah, that was a bad idea. Uh, but whatever. We'll be vested. Uh, should we get pull like, up some? We don't even need a schedule. How many games do we think this team's going to win? Well, so the the over under for this well, they team play is Philly, actually so there's a win. Is six wins. The over under so is six. So it's Joe. That's who I'm fighting with today. Got it. Good to know. I asked that in the chat earlier. Uh, six. I think they could do it. I mean, there's a chance. I think this would be. A I think good they're going to nail six. So if it's the, if it's over under, I think I would probably go under because I don't think they're going to win seven. But that's just me. Yeah. I'll take the over on Trevor Lawrence's stock. Just the fact of who he is. He can't be as bad as he was last year. Like, what it's just is not the over on his stock? Like he's just going to be better than what he. Gets drafted as? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm over. I'm taking the over because of Trevor Lawrence. I oh, just think gotcha. he's the reason why they hit the over. I think he has a better year. I'm not really drafting him at fa- dynasty or fantasy, but like, I, I, I just can't believe that they'll be this bad. They have talent. It's not great. The offensive line. They did make some moves on. Um, so I think the line gets better. I think they were like O line 26 last year. So I think they bump into that 15 range and the two running backs when they're both healthy. Um, hopefully they both stay healthy throughout the year and then the wide receivers will do enough basically. Seven. All games. right, Jordan, Joe. Uh, 26 minutes Jack. in. Let's move past the, uh, the old Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just going to take the under because they suck. If you're betting the Jags, you need to call one at hundred gambler, please. Um, yeah, just, you might as well just, just you know, you might as well play Russian roulette. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck it. We do not condone it? Russian. Roulette. We do not condone Russian roulette playing <laughs> in any capacity. Speaking of Russian roulette, Joe, get us on to the Colts. Oh, the Colts. No, I'm number two. Oh, Joe is the Colts. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, get out of here. My notes. So, 2021 let record. Big Papa, run the show, okay? <laughs> You ready for the Colts now? Yeah. All right. So nine and eight last year, absolutely gut wrenching loss to the Jaguars to miss the playoffs. It was horrible. <laughs> they uh, they lost Matt Eberflus, their defensive coordinator, and replaced him with Gus Bradley. But the rest of the coaching staff pretty much stayed the same here. Um, big news today is Kerry Willis retired. Um, they brought in Rodney McLeod, and so he'll probably compete with Nick Cross there to fill that role. Um, they also brought in Yannick Ngankwe. And Stefan Gilmore. So this is they're going for it this year, boys. Matt Ryan is the shiny new toy in the Colts facility, though. And the media, the staff, the teammates, everyone is raving about his leadership and accuracy on the field. Um, his accuracy has always been his strength. Uh, Carson Wentz was not that accurate, but Matt Ryan, 67.5 completion percentage last year, was the fourth, fourth highest mark of his career with nobody to throw to. And last year, he only threw for, for 6.9 yards, which was the fourth lowest mark of his career. Even then, he only missed 4,000 yards by 32 yards last year. It was the first time he missed that number since 2010. I expect Matt Ryan to have an absolutely awesome season this year and probably is a solid QB2 for your team. Um, he's a good backup, and he's really not getting drafted at all right now. Um, 1.01, that is Jonathan Taylor. He is the RB1 in the league, and you will draft him as such. Do not look back. Last year at 1,800 yards on 330 carries and 18 touchdowns. He also had 40 receptions for 360 yards and two scores. 
Um, he's not going to have to carry the team like he did last year, having Matt Ryan there, but he will have a lot more room because the defenses are going to respect the passing game a lot more. Now, <laughs> you got to pay attention to Naheem Hines here. Frank Wright came out and said, draft him on your fantasy team. I thought it was coach speak. I wasn't really feeling it, but he did get absolutely paid last year, and Carson Wentz cannot complete a pass to the running back. So Naheem Hines had 63 receptions in 2018 and 2020, and I expect similar, if not better, numbers in 2022. They actually in camp have had him working with the wide receivers. He's been in their room, and they've had him lining up outside and in the slot and in the backfield, and he's making plays consistently. He's currently the running back 45, being drafted as, so get him on your team. Figure out a way. If he's your fourth running back, you could do way worse. Which brings us to Michael Pittman. He did have a mini breakout last year. He had 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. This is the year of the mega breakout. The Colts have the fourth highest vacated target percentage in the league, and he gets an upgrade at quarterback. Michael Pittman specializes in the middle of the field, and Matt Ryan loves to work the middle of the field. And we saw what Tony Gonzalez and Roddy White were able to do over the middle. I think Pittman profiles pretty similarly to Roddy White. Not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but he might get there. So I'm a huge Michael Pittman guy this year. They also drafted Alec Pierce. Uh, He's coming out of Cincinnati. He's been absolutely killing it in camp in the red zone, and he's been running with the ones. So that tells you quite a bit. Matt Ryan seems to be looking his way a decent amount. Um, Side note on the wide receivers, Paris Campbell. Could this be the recession? The greatness of him coming back. Um, He, in camp, had three long touchdowns in one practice and has actually had several more throughout the week. Matt Ryan seems to be looking his way deep quite a bit here. So we could be looking for someone who might be a solid buy low in dynasty right now, just a name to keep an eye on. Nothing crazy. Um, Jack Doyle retired. So we got Mo Alley Cox, Kyler Grayson and Jelani Woods there. Uh, Mo Alley Cox looks awesome. He had a 150 yard receiving game last year. If we can get him the ball and actually let him run with it, that would be awesome. Uh, But we haven't seen him in a full-time role. Uh, Kyler Grayson, He struggled. He looks more like a blocker. But then you got Jelani Woods, who is a human tank. Uh, Chris Ballard loves to draft the uh, Raz score players, and he scored a 99%, which is the highest. So please do not ignore him. Um, He's massive. You guys have anyone on offense you want to talk about? Can I please just – what? Are you drinking the Camp News Kool-Aid right now? Did you really say that Matt – Dude, I am all about Matt Ryan on this team. You said Matt Ryan's been thrown deep in practice, and it's like, are we? Do you see the the wide receiver core right? Like, there's there's Michael Pittman, and then maybe Alec Pierce, right? Like, it's not like a stellar cast. It's still the Jonathan he gets Taylor. AJ Brown. He gets AJ Brown. He starts shitting on everyone else's team. I'm not. This looks like the <laughs> Eagles wide receiver group. Honestly, I, I honestly, this, it kind of looks like Atlanta's last year. Yeah, I don't see much. I don't see Matt Ryan being good this year. I see Matt He's Ryan better being than a game wins. manager. That, that's oh, I, I'm, I'm in agreement there, but the hype up of Matt Ryan there was a little hard for me to take. I just I, I heard it. There was one or two I could let go, but it was just it was just too much for me. I'm sorry. No, no spill it out. I want to hear it, Josh. Let's hear more of your voice right now. <laughs> Matt Ryan's what, like 46 years old? Um, I just don't <laughs> think that he's gonna be. I'm sorry, that was probably a he's little. He's probably bit like the exact same thing. age as we are. 37. No, he's old. Maybe oh, he's old okay. as you, Jordan. I don't know. Um, Damn. I don't know. I I'm not saying that. I think this team is better. I think it is a slight upgrade, but I think I I would have liked to see them upgrade their wide receiver room a little bit more. I agree with the wide receivers. But you got the best offensive line in the league with the best running back and a veteran quarterback coming in. I mean, anyone can catch passes at that point. I did not like what I saw from Matt Ryan last year. He looked like what Big Ben looked like. I just (laughs) absolutely sucked last year, Josh. I don't know what you're looking at here. I just want to chime in here and say that Michael Pittman's ADP on underdog of wide receiver 14 after coming off a career year of 17 games where he put up 1,082 yards with Carson Wentz, who, yes, Matt Ryan's better than him, but, like, that bar is, I mean, pretty much everybody's better than Carson Wentz. Um, I think at wide receiver 14, it's kind of insanity for Michael Pittman, who's literally, like I said, got – a thousand yards by the skin of his nuts last year. I mean, you got Jalen Waddle over here. He basically did the exact same thing um, going after him. Marquise Brown, yeah, you know, a thousand yard kind of guy. But these guys are 
just in my opinion, I just I feel like they have a well, Jalen Waddle less so, but Marquise Brown at least has a track record of like you know playing you know multiple seasons of at least half decent play. DJ Moore too is just almost completely unjustifiable coming off 163 targets, and we're gonna take Michael Pittman. We're gonna we I say we are going to push Michael Pittman's ADP to multiple spots ahead of his. Um, I just don't understand i think that i'm completely off michael Pittman in all formats this year if it's going to cost that much um i think a I think an extremely strong projection for him would be like 1208 and i mean that's not much more than they did last year and i don't think he was anywhere close to wide receiver 14 last year um so it just it just feels it feels heavy-handed for me um matt ryan i think he's a good target for your second quarterback or a late round quarterback because he does throw a lot you know what i mean like he's uh he is a he's a good pocket passer, so he can rack up the yards, especially in that fourth quarter. You know, he can get you a hundred yards. You know, on a drive. You know, with two minutes left. Sometimes I've seen him do it. So, you, you like to have guys that can you know get in the two minute drill and at least put you to a respectable point margin with your quarterback play. So I'm not totally against him, but offensively, I mean, it's I'm completely out on everybody that's not Jonathan Taylor and maybe maybe late. You know, somehow. so you think Michael Pittman's going to be a 1200 yard? eight touchdown receiver no i think i think that would be a good year for michael pittman well yeah that's what that's almost exactly what tyree kill did last year like that would be a great season for him and i think that that is completely possible why i do too, else I actually, throw the ball i to? think that is literally michael pittman's top of the mountain like that was a down year for tyree kill last year 1208 is like the best case scenario. I think the reality it's is he'll finish a lot still closer a wide to this year. One, I don't know, man. I think it's good. I think it's going to be very close to that. I, I'm not I arguing against Mike and end up with a ton of yards by the end of the season. I can't argue against Michael Pittman because he's the only receiver on the team, so he's going to get work. Like, and he's going to probably end up with the well, that's near his 160, 130 targets. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. But I just. I'm just saying, Matt Ryan. I mean, that's there's a thousand of his yards. Where are the other three? I'm, I'm, I'm out on him. I'm just saying, me personally, I understand. And I've heard this argument since last summer. Um, I'm out. I don't. I don't want him on my team. I don't want to be forced to turn on the fucking Colts game and hope that Michael Pittman does something good. Uh, that's not what I want for my 2022 fantasy football season personally. So I'm not gonna do it. I'll agree with you that it is rich where he's going, but he does have the talent to possibly take that next step and be that guy. So fair. Big fan and if he does that, I'll trade one of the other great wide receivers on all my dynasty teams to get him, you know? Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Be great. So buy high, sell low. Is that what we're doing? Absolutely. These days? All right, I love it. I love it's it. Rare time, rare time to say that. I want to be just like everybody else. <laughs> um, <laughs> should we hit the defense real quick? And then we should yeah. run the ad. Um, Joe, Joe, you want to just quickly crank through them? Or you yeah, want to talk so Quiddy Pay switched sides. Yannick Ngakwe showed up. Quiddy Pay is going back to his natural side that he played at Michigan. He had four sacks last year. I think he could double that this year. Um, now, Buckner's in the middle, and you got Yannick on the other side. Gus Bradley is not known for blitzing much, but when he does, he's extremely efficient and always runs near the top of the league in that category. So he'll run him at the right time. We do need to watch out. Darius Leonard had an operation on his back. And he was already not participating in OTAs due to ankle issues that uh, after his surgery last year. He played through it all last year, but he wasn't practicing this year. This is kind of scary going into the season with two operations. Um, they said he'll be back for week week one, but back injuries, I don't like it. So I'm stashing EJ Speed wherever I can. He's been running the defense in the Maniac's absence, and he needs to be rostered everywhere. So with Kerry Willis retiring, there is an absolute huge opportunity for this uh, mix mixed bag of uh, defensive backs they got here. Uh, I'm betting on Nick Cross to take over the strong safety job. He is huge. He's kind of that hybrid linebacker safety guy uh, that we've been seeing really make an impact in this league. So I think they try to force him in there. And then Julian Blackman is recovering from an Achilles injury. This is less than a year, pretty much after he tore his ACL. But he's already out there running. He's crazy athletic, and he's with the one. So I think you have your free safety there. Both of those guys are pretty much not even getting drafted in IDP drafts, so pick them up. That's what yeah. I got. I think you pretty much nailed it. Buckner, uh, more of the same from him. I think it'll be good for Quiddy Pay to go back to where he naturally plays. Last mm-hmm. year, got a lot of gas, but didn't really produce too, too much. But he did play. He got plenty of snaps, so I think you know getting back to where he is, that's going to be good. Um, Yannick, he's a late DL target. Um, I don't have confidence in him as a one. 
or even a high-end two, but I would be happy to have him on my roster. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Like, as you mm-hmm. can play him, and you know you're going to get eight <laughs> or nine sacks a season from him. You're never going to get any tackles from the guy, though. He has one of the weirdest tackling careers I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Kari Willis retired today. We'll have to see if they bring anybody in. A lot of Landon Collins, you know, puff going out on Twitter. We'll just have to see how that plays out. So, um, yeah, if, not too, too much. Like you said, Darius Leonard, I have him at linebacker five right now, and that's just because he is coming off of two offseason surgeries, and he has this ankle this ankle issue he's had. He's pretty much had forever. Granted, he's played great, to pull a word from Josh's vocabulary. Phenomenal. He's played phenomenal football. But – Two ankle sprains, three ankle sprains in three years. I'm just a li- that's not phenomenal. So you know what I'm saying. So, um, still a top top end guy, but got him a linebacker five personally right now. Um, might be a good time to buy low in dynasty because people might be fatigued off of him too. So, speaking of buying low, and you don't even have to buy him, you can just pick him up out of free agency. If they don't make another signing to the safeties, Rodney McLeod can actually make a very valuable asset to that team. He isn't a huge tackle guy, but he's also been on the Eagles, and they don't know how to play. So um, I just keep an eye on him because, honestly, I'm not sold on Julian Blackman at this point, and McLeod could have a pretty good year. He usually stays pretty healthy. He's a little older, but I think that that could be a good bench stash. Just see how it plays out. See week one. Keep him on your watch list at the very least. I think that's right. Okay, well, let's take a quick break real quick. We're going to come back and we're going to handle the Texans and the Titans. And we'll play the, the uh, play the index ad, not the underdog so, one, please. Damn, so. we could type that in the chat. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players rookies or veteran for 2021 inside you're going to find contract information tiered idp rankings detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment so what are you waiting for sign up for the idp army patreon today patreon.com forward slash the idp army join the black ops tier and join the idp army today Join up. Join up. Yeah. It's totally worth it. You want to win your leagues, this is how you do it. That's right. Amen to that. All right. Well, I have the great and great privilege, great honor to talk about the Houston Texans. So it's going to be short, but I actually – something did happen on Twitter literally like two hours ago, which needs to be brought to light here. So I'm going to pull that up on the screen. Hopefully Bomber gets or Josh can pull us up a, a short version of this. So this happened two hours ago. Uh, J.J. Watt posted on his Twitter a picture of him throwing the football. I uh, said, fuck it. But he said, you know, F asterisk, 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 because, you know, he's a very, you know, his brand is very clean. Uh, F it. Hop is down there somewhere. OK, cool. Like we all get that. that that's pretty funny. But um, so somebody decided to subtweet that. So the the people that subtweeted that or not subtweeted it, quote tweeted it was DraftKings. So they hit him with the intercepted, you know, thinking they're all clever and they're all funny. And J.J. Watt hits him back with the most brutal, absolutely savage, from the free throw line, without regard to human life dunk I have ever seen in my fucking life. He says, you might want to think about intercepting some profits sometime soon. And then he screamed DraftKings stock reports <laughs> over the last year showing that they are down huge huge <laughs> so the defensive boys ain't, ain't nothing to fuck with all right don't be don't be trying to clown on jj watt out here DraftKings. um damn put them on notice so that was like the best piece of content i've seen mm, probably on twitter in a while so just That's wanted to share cool. that uh, he's no longer worth the texans but he's still winning big time so, all right, let's go ahead and talk about the actual Texans players, though. Like I said, it's going to be short. Pretty much, you know, offensively, 
Davis Mills kind of well didn't kind of he did surprise everyone last year by being I would even say more than serviceable like a guy you would consider streaming and playing especially in two quarterback leagues I know I had him I mean look at some of these numbers 36 point game week five uh, 27 point game week eight Uh, he missed a couple of weeks but down the stretch 20 points 20 points 24 points 10 point game but then a 35 point game he has this really strange advantage by being on the Texans that he's going to be forced to make up because the Texans aren't ever going to be winning any games. They don't have the defense or the offense to do it. Now they do have a quarterback who literally gets four down, three downs to throw the football, though. So he's been put in a position to be productive. Um, the coaching situation a little bit, you know, obviously I don't want to get into the whole – I don't want to get into the management style or structure of what the Texans have going on at all. So, but we know that Davis Mills is pretty much locked in at that quarterback position. I don't hate him. I'm just saying I don't hate him this year. Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, another good year for him. 28 years old, still just as you know, he's the same age as Stefan Diggs, same age as um, Devontae Adams, same age as Tyreek Hill. These players that are going much, much higher than him. Coming off another, again, I'm not a Brandon Cooks guy, but a pretty good season. Um, multiple hundred yard games. He's only missed four games in his career. Um, you know, the touchdowns have never really been his thing, but as the only guy to get targets from Davis Mills and on a team that we know is essentially going to live in, you know, a minus EV situation from start to finish, there's another, there's a very good chance that we see another 11, 1200 yard season out of Brandon Cooks. And there is touchdown upside because I don't know who else is going to score the touchdowns for them. Um, all, running back wise, last year their top running back was Rex Burkhead. I don't even want to get into their running backs. I'm just, I'm just going to defer from that right now. Line for, for, defensively, Christian Kirksey, Cameron Grugier Hill both picked up last year, both on a one year or a two year that's essentially a one year deal for them. Um, serviceable linebackers. I actually had Kirksey kind of high in my rankings this year because if you go back at his career, he has been very productive in a lot of auxiliary stats um and the fact that he did get the two-year extension over gruje hills one-year extension i mean it's just a tiny little bump for me and then jonathan greenard last year was having a really 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 powerful kind of mid-season where he was getting multiple sacks you can see here you know as the defensive line player a 30-point game on of you know just 27 snaps um a 28-point game the week after that on 38 snaps. And it's not just sacks, you know, uh, six tackles on minimal snaps. Very efficient, you know. I don't, I don't see a lot of uh, no interceptions. They don't do pass deflections on this, so I can't really tell right now what he has. But um, he's putting up the tackles you want to see, and he's getting home. Young player, 25 years old, did have some <clears throat> issues with a foot injury towards the end of the year, but I am low-key kind of bullish on Jonathan Greenard, again, because this defense should see plenty of snaps. Um I don't know that his sacks are going to be game-changing sacks, but he's going to have chances to get sacks. Uh, as far as the other positions on this team, there's nobody else that I'm super interested in spending a lot of time talking about, but I'm interested. What do you guys think about this team? I mean, is are there anyone you're actually actively pursuing, or is there anyone you have a strong take on offensively or defensively? So I actually, fantasy-wise, not really that excited. Brandon Cooks is really your only – honorable mention here nico collins and john mechie could have decent years davis mills could be a serviceable backup running back too um i know billy will talk about damian pierce so i'll let them take that but my biggest thing is what the texans are doing is really smart what they did was they grabbed a bunch of young guys uh and you know you know the veteran rex burkhead but their running back room for the future could be great marlon mack and damian pierce combo could be great they're going to probably get a quarterback in the next draft, whether or not, unless Davis Mills just takes off this year. But they're they're built to lose this year, unfortunately. Um, but getting John Mechie, Nico Collins for the long haul, uh, I'll be excited to see what he can do. Um, they got some smart pieces in Kenyon Green with their offensive line, and then a couple good defensive players that they drafted as well. So I think they're they're just trying to they tried to build as much as they could this year. They were the worst team in football, pretty clearly. Um, yeah, fantasy wise, they're going to throw for a lot because they're always losing, but not a super exciting team. But I think that Marlon Mack, the resurgence of him will be great. Uh, Damian Pierce, I'm, I think everybody's watching his career with great interest at this point. Um, but I think this is really a team that's built to in the rebuild process. And hopefully that next year, it'll be a better situation. Yeah, I've been eyeing out Brevin Jordan quite a bit. Um, just as kind of like a tight end three tight end two, just, you know, obviously not your starter, but he kind of came on last year. Davis Mills seems to trust him quite a bit. He had three touchdowns there. 
Um, so it's nothing major, but if he can take that next step and really solidify himself as the tight end one on this team, he's 21 years old right now. So really the sky's the limit for this kid. He looks super athletic out there. Love it. I can, I can agree with that. Brevin Jordan. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take Brandon cooks at his price. John Mechie could definitely be a sneaky guy. And then honestly, I think Davis Mills is one of those guys you grab, late in the draft if you didn't really want to go up for one of the big QBs like maybe he could be a serviceable guy from time to time um if you didn't want to, you know one Joe usually goes for guys like this where they're they have a lot of upside but not you know nobody really trusts a Houston quarterback so he could be mm-hmm. one of those guys but I definitely think they're planning to get somebody next season to come in there and be their quarterback I feel like Brandon Cooks is just Amari Cooper light, basically. Yeah. I got one for you just for fun before we move on. Cause I don't want to spend too much more time here. Who would you rather have, Davis Mills or Zach Wilson next year? Davis Mills. Next year or this year? Well, this upcoming. Like this coming season, 2022. Uh, I Davis like Mills. Davis Mills, man. Really? I don't like I don't like Zach Wilson, number one. And I... number two. Davis Mills is going to be throwing the entire time, and I think uh, Zach Wilson's going to be handing the ball off to Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Man, I feel like you're probably right, but it's weird to say because I still like their receiving core for the Jets better. But yeah. I just feel like yeah, Lovey Smith right. might try to just run the ball too much, but I do like Davis Mills, the talent, and the garbage time. Garbage it's, time hero. It's the garbage, garbage time for me. Oh, yeah, Damian Pierce is that guy. He's a very good run blocking uh, running back right now, and I think that well, pass blocking running back. I think he's very proficient in that area. He's also a decent runner, pretty much a bowling ball, and I think that he could scoop up a lot of touchdowns. So don't really know what their plan is on running back this year because I don't think it's Marlon Mack or Rex Burkhead or any of the other cast of characters. But Damian Pierce is definitely somebody you should scoop up late in drafts because he could. And they got a fuck of a schedule right now. Yeah, they're over under is four and a half, Joe. Give us the schedule. I just Real want quick. to run down the big teams. So we got Indy, Denver, Chargers, Raiders, Titans, Philly, Miami, Cleveland, Dallas, Kansas City, and then the Colts and Tennessee. So I didn't put the shitty games in there, but I don't see a whole lot of wins on this team. I don't I'm see sorry, Lovey. I'm sorry, Lovey. I'm going under because I they were never built to win this season anyway. I mean, they're oh. really just going for the – they're going to go for a number one pick, basically, and hope that that works. He's going to motivate this team, though. I think they're going to nail it. By the way, we didn't give the Indianapolis over-under, which was nine and a half. Um, I don't know if we want to quickly do that. They got just it. To... Yeah, they got it. I, I, think go over. That, I think over as well. Especially in this division. I mean, not yeah, a lot of competition. The, they're the only team that it looks like they can actually like, like a, built like a football team at this point. I mean, I yeah. guess we haven't got the Titans. They're okay. Well, it, there's a lot of mystery going on with the Titans. Um, but I guess we can move on with the Titans if we're done with the yeah. Texans. So the Titans, the Titans, other than Ryan Tannehill, overhauled the entire offense. Well, and Derrick Henry. I don't want to we'll, – we'll save him. We're, the King stayed the same, but everything else around him moved. So they shipped out A.J. Brown and replace it with Elon Burks because, you know, that was an easy one-to-one decision. They couldn't, you know, for some reason, couldn't have both of those guys on their team. They just needed one or the other. So they shipped A.J. Brown to the Eagles, and they took Traylon Burks. A lot, a lot on his shoulders this year because they also added Robert Woods, which I, I appreciate people thinking that he's going to come in and command a large target share. He did get a 21% target share for the Rams last season uh, while he was the second to Cooper Cup. This I don't know if it's going to be exactly the same situation. Uh, he's been running at camp. He's been doing okay, but it's it's not uh it's not as easy to come back at 30 years old as it would be if he was younger in his career. So I I don't have a high hope for Robert Woods, but we'll come back to that. Traylon Burks apparently the camp news about him is that he has an asthma issue. I don't think that's going to affect him. That has camp news written all over it. And so I don't think there's anything to really concern yourself with there. But Traylon Burks could be a good guy. So moving on, Austin Hooper, they got him in there at tight end this year. I know Jordan loves Austin Hooper. He'll probably take him till he dies, even though he is not that good of a tight end. But this year, he should be getting more of an opportunity than he did with the Browns last season. 
um, because he was just not made for the Browns. That was always going to be in Joku. The offensive coordinator is a former Titans coach, so I think that that may help Austin Hooper. It did not help out the Titans situation last year, but it could mean better things this year. I don't know. We'll see. We talk about Anthony Frisker was a beast last year. Okay, can we pull up his stats? Because I, I don't remember him being a beast. Unless you're being sarcastic, then you nailed it. Um, Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback. I don't think we're going to see Ryan Tannehill for the whole season. I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert that one. Um, I know a lot of people are uh, very hopeful that Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to just run it back with him. I think we saw all that we needed to see from Ryan Tannehill in that playoff game against the Bengals. That was a game they should have easily won. They had the better team. Ryan Tannehill just coughed it up. Not very good. And so for – I can't read that on the screen. I think that says Anthony Fersker sucks, but I can't yeah, – I, <laughs> I can't see it. I can't see it. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill is not going to be there the whole season. They drafted Malik Willis, and I think this is a Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco situation 2.0. I know Ryan Tannehill's already come out and said it's not his job to uh, to mentor rookies. That's just the wrong way of going about this, in my opinion. I think we're going to be seeing Malik Willis earlier rather than later, and I think it's going to be – I don't think – Malik Willis is not Lamar Jackson, so I don't want to make that comparison. They're not the same talent. It's just the situation. Yes, Josh. Can, can I interrupt you? you? And it's actually you. not to disagree with you. Um Tannehill being paid the most money and the reason basically that AJ Brown had to be shipped out and to say that about Malik Willis and say that I'm not here to mentor. You're getting paid $30 million this year. You are paid to mentor. That is literally your job. And after your stats of 3000 yards passing last year, you are paid to mentor. You don't deserve your salary is, and you're the reason that this team is falling apart. No offense to Ryan Tannehill. I think he's been serviceable the last couple of years, but it's because of Derrick Henry. Tannehill is going to go out sad, and it's sad to see. But that brings us to the king of the team, Derrick Henry. This is Derrick Henry's team. He was far and away the RB1 before he got hurt. He was, I think, 200 yards or something. I don't, I can't remember what the, the ridiculous amount of points that he was ahead of Jonathan Taylor before he got injured last season. But he's far and away still a top five running back. I know we're probably going to have arguments about, well, he's old. I understand that completely, and I still don't care. Uh, he is a freak of nature. He's an athlete of one that we haven't seen in the long – and I wouldn't say a long time because Adrian Peterson kind of had this about him, but he has that kind of motor about him. And Derrick Henry is a dominant athlete, and this year he will also be a dominant athlete. But injuries come for everyone. Dontrell Hillard is the running back two on the team, although I think Hassan Haskins is coming for that job. Um I'll quickly move on to the defense because this is a very mixed bag on the defense. Um, I, I like Danico Autry, actually. He had nine sacks last season. The tackle floor tackle floor was not that high for Danico Autry. But his sacks at being nine, if you can somehow get that replicated for him, that was actually not that bad um, for the D-in spot, which I think he also might have been D-line. I think, yeah, he was D-lineman. Um, and then... Harold Landry had 12 sacks last season. I think that's going to be the guy you're you're searching for on this defense. Zach Cunningham, we don't really know what you're going to get. David Long, he was kind of disappointing last season. Bud Dupree was a total afterthought. And then Kevin Byard, I think, is the guy you're looking for in that secondary. But other than that, I'm not going to believe in a lot. most of these other guys. I don't know if you all disagree with that, but I, I do not personally. I do like David Long this year. I mean, when he filled in last year, they shipped Jayon Brown to the Raiders, and Rashawn Evans is now playing in Atlanta. So David Long, he did have a 12 tackle game. He had a 14 tackle game late in the you season. Any there. Sacks. Like that's the problem for me. He's a linebacker, so we're after tackles here. That's the big thing. Um, okay. So if you need just kind of a tackle machine uh, to slide into your lineup, you know, by week fill in. I think David Long could do it. And he's another guy that if he takes the right next step, he could really kind of come on strong for your team. Yeah, I completely agree with Joe here. David Long had 76 tackles last year, and he played half the season, basically, because he wasn't a starter. And Rashawn Evans and um, the other guy, Jam Brown, were basically clogging the middle of the field. And honestly, I think that the that goes, same goes for Zach Cunningham at that point, because honestly, Rashawn Evans and uh, Jam Brown both did phenomenally while playing side-by-side each other. So 
I think that these two are going to have the majority of the tackles. I mean, the D line's not bad, but they're not the best, I guess. And then the defensive backs, don't get me started on that. Um, So I think that the linebackers are going to have to eat up a lot of those tackles and yeah, they're not, you know, they're new. So it's going to be a little bit of a um, learning curve for them, but I'm excited about their linebackers for sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I think Billy nailed it with, you know, pretty much everybody and everything on the team. There's a lot of, a lot of guys that are going to be very fantasy relevant, maybe not have the extreme upside, except for, you know, Derrick Henry, obviously. Harold Landry also has some upside. He's This is the second year he's finished as a top 12 defensive line player. Um, yeah, David Long, definitely somebody to keep an eye on and probably actually go to acquire. Zach Cunningham, like you said, he's kind of cleaned house on that defense. Um, and, yeah, Bud Dupree ended up being the biggest waste of money last year ever. It's tough. Um, well, Tana yeah, was pretty was, expensive last year too. Yeah, and he just, yeah, that that was just an extremely tough look all around for them. Um, but I think I was gonna say if I was, I think Tannehill is being a little underrated. I know Malik Willis is back there, but if Jimmy Garoppolo can hold off Trey Lance, I think that I'm okay saying that Ryan Tannehill is gonna hold off Malik Willis. I'm, I think I'm okay be, being okay with I don't that. Know. I just think I if, they're actually, having, if they're having a bad season, I think that they're going to – the fans yeah, are but it's like Looking at this schedule, it. they're going to have a bad season. <laughs> I'm um, not excited about the before, season. Before we get to that, I just need to mention one more name. Kyle Phillips, he's been killing it at camp so far. I know it's camp news, blah, blah, blah. He's a rookie, blah, blah, blah. I get it. He's a good wide receiver, and I think that he is somebody that people should at least be thinking about taking as a, as a late-round flyer. Um, this offense can bear fruit. Um, it might, I, 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 they have all new pass catchers. Like you have Robert Woods there. You have, well, Nick Westbrook, Akine is not new, but then Traylon Burks, you don't know who's going to hit. So Kyle Phillips could be a guy that maybe could be able to break out. It's not a huge pass heavy offense, but still, you never know. You never know. They also don't really have a solid three yet. I mean, you can imagine Traylon Burks and Robert Woods are going to be one, two. And then, I mean, Westbrook, Akeen, Des Fitzpatrick, Kyle Phillips, Mick Math. You guys want to hear math, man? You He's guys want to hear a crazy name, a blast from the past? Rashard yeah, sure. Evans. Not yeah. Rashard Evans. Um, um oh my gosh, Rashard Matthews. Rashard yeah. Matthews. They're both Titans, but remember Rashard Matthews yeah. when he had like mm-hmm. an eleven hundred yard season with Mariota? Was that like two years ago, three years ago? Mariota that was like one of the like most thousand yards. Five years ago. It's a long Damn, time ago. That's, that's been a while. That's just it's Dude, crazy. To think Tennessee always happened. does this because they had a old. I think it was Harry Douglas. I think maybe that was Atlanta. Now that I'm thinking, they about had it. Corey Davis think- too. He had that crazy year two years ago, and everybody got back on the train with him too. Like their wide receiver situation. Like if you kind of backtrack over over it, Doriel Green Beckham, baby. Yeah, I was gonna say wasn't Nelson Aguilar there <laughs> too as well? No, Aguilar's been oh, on the Eagles. He was he just on the Eagles? Okay, well, anyway, and then the Raiders. What they're a very odd team. There isn't really anybody you think of and think, oh, that's the Titans primary wide receiver at least for me you know there's just so many different guys i've seen do things for that team so i don't know it kind of sucks they let aj brown go it's kind of unreal to think about personally but um for no reason whatsoever i do have to talk about robert woods i feel like we are saying he's gonna be okay or whatever I, i think he could actually have a phenomenal year i think he steps right into aj brown's role he's not aj brown but robert woods has been a solid he's the reason the rams made the playoffs no you're high. I am probably You're high on drugs. I'm just saying that Rich he is he's stepping Robert, in into the Julio Jones role. Yeah, I was gonna say. Why is Traylon Burks all of a sudden AJ Brown? Because he plays exactly like AJ Brown. Because that's the, it's, it's the same player. Like, yeah, it's literally well, he plays reason, just like the reason Brown. Cooper Cup had his year last year was because Robert Woods was doubled for the first part of the year. That is why Cooper Cup got all of his work. That is the, the hottest corner. take I've ever num- heard. I'm in not my saying life. that Cooper Cup is not that phenomenal. Is the hottest take. He's I'm part of the Breakfast Club, Josh. I understand he's part of the Breakfast Club, but we didn't know that. And Robert Woods went out there being the number one wide receiver and got shadowed by all the number one corners. No corner. What the fuck are you talking about? I cannot yeah. believe you just said those words. I'm just saying he is the reason that team did so well. What the fuck? Are oh you my god. About? Yeah, I mean I. I okay. Well, Robert, Robert Woods for a thousand yards this year. I'm what good. The fuck are you talking the about? only reason yeah, I mean, Cooper I, Cup I know was good. your opinion, but your opinion's wrong. Yo, you don't even know what soup it is. 
Oh, Josh, Bro. you're welcome. Loving it. Just gonna, really it never muted. happened. I am. I, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You were, but you're not now. No, uh, unbelievable. Okay, Tennessee is uh, nine. Really? That is the over under. Wow. Under for Tennessee is nine. They really believe in that defense, man. Shane Bowen really got those guys uh, working last huh. season. So, Joe, you want to? How many did they win last year? Quick? It was what'd you say, Jordan? 11, How many 12. did they win last year? Twelve, right? They had the one seed. They had the one seed in the AFC. They did yeah. twelve wins. I don't know, man. man. I might just go bet the under right now. I'm gonna go under. Yeah, I'm yeah, going got, under. We too. got New York Giants, Buffalo Bills, Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Colts, Texans, Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Eagles, Jacksonville, Chargers, Houston, Dallas, and Jacksonville. It's not a bad schedule, though. That is a murderer's row of a schedule right there. I got to really? seven. <laughs> I got to I'm seven. Gonna, I'm going to take the under just because the wide receiver room. Um, yeah. We got, Wood, same, we got Woods and a discount A.J. Brown, I guess. This team's just too fragile. You know what I mean? Like, if we lose Ryan Tannehill, we get Malik Willis. If we've I, already lost A.J. Brown exactly- and you're telling me Robert Woods and Traylon Burks are going to fix that, we saw what happened. The only reason they really made the one seed is because Derrick Henry – ran them through the first, what, eight, nine, ten games of the season to the finish eight, line, eight, and then they eight, basically yeah. drug themselves across by the skin of their teeth. Um, well, was a def- their defense shit. was really good. That was the thing. Their defense was really good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That, that was a lot of that was defense. Their pass no rush was really now. good with, with Harold Lander, no, Jeffrey Stevens, yeah, and Autry, but – I just, there is zero depth on this team at the moment. Exactly. It's like they're one piece away from winning zero games, it feels like. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the under on them. Okay. I'm t- well, that I'm wraps t- the AFC. These are frauds. Yeah, I'm going under as well. But, yeah. Uh, now it's all right. Up. Well, that wraps the AFC South. I think we could pretty easily say that we think, we, think Indianapolis is going to win this division. But, I don't know, maybe so you could pull a miracle if everything goes perfectly. Um, honestly, there's one playoff team in this division. So I, I hope if you're a fan of teams in this division, you're just you're going to be in for a long year, I think. Um, anywho, so that's AFC South. Uh, follow us on YouTube at IDP Army. Uh, follow the TikTok. Going to start updating that more. We definitely need to. Follow us on Instagram at SemiProFantasy. Follow us all on Twitter at Ombre Vendor, at Josh Hall, STL1H, at OP Joe with two E's, at 50 Shades of Drunk. Uh, we'll be back next week with another team in the AFC, or another division in the AFC. Joe, get us out of here. Good night, possums. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah.